any person that's an entrepreneur that's trying to get into entrepreneurship, don't think you can't be who you really are from where you are to move forward. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people aren't doing that. Perkins. Um, we like to tell stories about adversity on this channel. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe as well. Um, we just recently hit 200 subscribers, so that's a big deal. Um, look forward to continuing to push the brand with good conversation. Today, we have actually our first duo in the building, so that's just another another level of um, that another level that we're, we're going to get to as far as interviewing. Um, today, we have the founder and the president of IMC, Devecchio Riser and TJ King. How y'all doing today? Good, bro. How you doing? Good, man. I appreciate y'all reaching out, man. It's just, it's crazy that, well, it's not crazy. It just feels good that people want to be a part of something that you build. Mm-hmm. And I always like to network with people. So it just makes sense on my behalf. Um, I've I've had I've, I've dealt with both of you um, on different occasions, um, so you know I'm I'm always happy to help promote what you got going on, and you know just have a good conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are just gonna hop right into it. So um, where y'all from? Um, originally from Greenwood, South Carolina. Okay. Uh, born and raised there. Um, currently in Greenville, South Carolina. Been there for about sixteen years. So, so that's where I'm at right now. Okay. What about you, D? Uh, originally from Greenville, but right now I'm transitioning back and forth from Charlotte to Greenville. Hmm. Okay. So, what was that? Uh, what was it like growing up for you? Uh, for me, so um, I grew up in a two-parent household. Okay. Uh, so both of my parents are still married. Mm-hmm. So, um, both of them are what they what people call the blue collar. Mm-hmm. Blue collar. So, wasn't poor. Um, so parents work hard for mm-hmm. for everything that that we have. Um, never really went without food and clothes and stuff like that. So I know there's a lot of people. So I don't have that that type right. story of you know of, uh, you know getting it. Well, however they said you know um, coming from the slums. Right, right, right. So I, that, that needs to be promoted more, I believe. And don't get me wrong, there's plenty of data out there for like single parent homes, but. It's good to hear stories of you know people who came from two parent households because mm-hmm. that's our reality as well. Yeah, you know. What, what about you, D? Um, single parent home. Okay. So, um, it's the parent that did everything that they could mm-hmm. within what they had right. to give us what we grew through. Um, but it gave me the understanding that you have to figure out a lot on your own. Mm-hmm. And then growing up in a single parent home, you know you. If you're in that single parent home where they don't have everything, mm-hmm. you have to learn to cope with and to deal with everything that comes your way from the jokes about what you don't have, mm-hmm. you know, the what they consider a big problem with bullying now, to right. which is people cracking jokes. To having to adjust and understand a variety of image, mm-hmm. I think it is. Because, you know, still this day and age, people look at you for what you have. Mm-hmm. Um, but in order to grow the best way possible you have to either overcome that or people when you succumb to it you end up in a lot of negative situations and my mom kept me grounded enough not to let the negative situations take root Mm -hmm. 
but at the same point in time, provided enough push to make sure I figured out how to get past where I'm at. Because, you know, ultimately it ends up being our choice when we're growing up. And I think a lot of people take that choice for granted based on where they came from. That is facts, man. And I think, shout out to black women, strong black women, by the way. Mm -hmm. They are are the backbone of what we have going on. We can't, we can't go to that next level without, like, like we talk about off camera, without that help. Yeah. So, uh, I really, I really appreciate my wife and everything that she is to me, the business, the podcast, everything. Um, Couldn't do without, couldn't do without. And, um, just to touch on what you were talking about as far as single, you know, growing up in a single parent home. And, you know, sometimes you didn't even really know what you didn't have. You know, it was just life for you. Yeah. You know, and, and so in a lot of ways, you didn't really have anything to compare it to until you saw it outside. Mm-hmm. And and I definitely feel that way uh, with me is um, kind of similar situation. Um, I did have my grandparents, but, you know, it was just me and my mom at one point, and um, my mom was my everything, man. Yeah. You know, just growing up in, in a household where you are basically the man of the house at a very early age. So that can that can go one or two ways, and um, hope more times than not, you know, that's probably why we end up having that relationship with our moms it's just you know she's the first woman that we ever meet yeah. you know <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give one example on what i didn't know i didn't have mm-hmm. i never knew my father wasn't there mm-hmm. like and i think that's strange for people like right. my mom was so much of a great mother right she never tried to replace a father role she was just a great mother that i didn't recognize my dad wasn't there until he showed up one day mm-hmm coming to provide some type of gift. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have any ill feelings towards him because I never, nothing ever clicked that father should have been provided mm-hmm. because mom just always did. But at the same time, despite whatever was really going on, I never knew one way or the other if she liked him, disliked him, mm-hmm. or anything because we were just being raised to be, I guess, good people. Mm-hmm. But you don't acknowledge that, you know, it's you. All we know is I'm, I'm playing, mm-hmm. I'm going out, I'm interacting, I'm right. playing with my friends, I'm this, I'm that. But it never clicked, even amongst going around my friends to where their dad was there. It never clicked. Right. So one conversation after he left, because even after he came over to the house to introduce himself, and we got along, there was nothing wrong, he left, everything was good. Um, my friends kicked into the conversation that, you got a dad? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, yeah, everybody got it. Right, right. That's <laughs> how we got it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, well, where's he been? Where's he at? Where's he this? I'm like, this is me playing basketball. I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> Doing dad stuff? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Your dad's never here. We never really just talked about that. I'm like, well, we're playing basketball. We don't need to talk about that. We're just having fun. Right. That's, when, that's the first time I think I acknowledged I did not realize my dad was there. Mm-hmm. But even beyond that point in time, my mom was such a great mom. It never resonated again until I think I hit 18 because my dad ended up going to jail. Mm-hmm. So it only resonated again when I was 18 because one of my sisters, because I have a um, half-sister, she reached out and said, hey, you want to go down to see your dad? Yeah, sure, cool. Mm-hmm. No problem. Right. But there was no hate, no ill will, no feelings of negativity. And it showed how strong the household was even though we didn't have everything. And I see a lot of times a lot of households that have more operate as if they have had 
had less. Mm -hmm. But we operated like we had more because we never compared what we had to anyone else. Mm, that's so dope because I feel that's what we're missing. It, 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 your mom did a good job of not really focusing on the situation itself, but continuing to live life and realize that you still got to raise these kids. Mm -hmm. You know, no matter what cards you dealt, you know, you got to play the hand. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's dope that um, she was able to do that and not attack your dad in your mind and, and kind of like tank that image that you could have possibly had for him or developed those deal with for him. That's, that's really important as a parent for, for any of us, especially when we're not necessarily with the person that we had the kids with. It's just, it's no need to, to bash that parent, no. you know? Because I mean, the kid still loves, loves that person. Yeah, based on how she handled the situation, I'm able to have a relationship with my dad mm -hmm. now. Well, a lot of people can't based mm -hmm. on, you know, what was said or what was shown growing up. Yeah. But at the same point in time, I think there was also a respect piece there for my dad with how he came around. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the constant argument right. and bickering back and forth. Um, like we see a lot of people kick into now. Mm -hmm. You know, they grew up in a different time frame with wants and needs. Yeah. And I think their thought process beyond it was no matter what's going on between us, mm -hmm. don't let it affect them. Mm -hmm. To where now it's, no, I want them to know that you're this person that I think you are. Right. That can conflict with who you really are. So a lot of times, a lot of people nowadays promote growing up with youth and exposing them to too much. Mm. Thinking that it's helping, but ultimately it's just creating a thought process inside of a young kid's mind to decide not to be something or not to be around somebody they can be around. That's sort of kind of like... I've seen people, I'm so mad at my dad, I don't want to be anything like this man. Yeah. Anything like mm -hmm. it, which creates a conflict inside of your mind as you to grow up in a lifestyle completely different yeah. than what you could have had had the parent not introduced that. Mm -hmm. Because some things are natural, but a lot of things are learned. Yeah. And I think people take that for granted. That's, that's, you hit that right on the head because at some point, no matter what you're feeling, you're going to want to have a relationship with your parents. Yeah, for sure. And depending on how he that person was introduced, it's gonna be a lot that you gotta unlearn. You basically gotta learn that person. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't know them at the end of the day in, in some situations. You you don't you just don't know that person and all you have to go on are the ideas and um unfortunately the negativity that was brought to you by the other parent. So that could be that could be a huge barrier in getting to know people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but just to, to continue on with the conversation, um, could you kind of give me your first introduction in entrepreneurship? Can you remember what that was? Before? Yeah. So for me, it was network marketing. Uh -huh. um, I, I can I can remember the, the, the day. Uh -huh. um, so I was at this uh, Burlington Coat Factory. Uh -huh. um, it was like 2006. Uh, this guy met me at Burlington Coat Factory. I was in that shop and pulled some stuff and uh, he bumped into me and he was like, hey, you know, um, uh, I, you know, he introduced himself and everything. And, uh, he asked me what I did. I told him I was in college for engineering at the time. And so he was like, hey, you know, I work with a group of guys um, in business that have an engineering background. You know, do you keep your options open for making extra money? You know, at that, at that time, yeah. 
you know, I, I, I had my options open. So, uh, so we exchanged numbers and I think he hit me up like a week later or whatever and called me and invited me to, to an event and uh, went out and uh, it was actually, the, the business was Amway. Mm -hmm. And so um, did that for about, from 2006 up to like, uh, I wanna say 2011, mm -hmm. 2012 and uh, didn't have much success, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, it taught me, uh, I got a lot of self-development out of it. Like it. It helped change my mindset, my thought process, um, to have an understanding that, you know, you don't have to work a nine to five. There are other options out there to where uh, you can have your own thing and, uh, and and grow, you know, generational wealth through that. Um, but um, I can say that I didn't truly learn business itself. Uh, it was a lot of like how you said, a lot of motivation. So it was, it was a lot of motivation and and, and really not a, a true understanding of how business works. Right. But, uh, you know, that was, you know, that I, I did Amway and then I transitioned into a few other businesses where I met you uh, doing Wake Up Now and, and uh, some some of the other businesses and things. And uh, as time went on, um, we fast forward to now, uh, met back up with him like a year ago and and uh, me and him met, and uh, uh, I liked the, the idea of what he had with, with his company. And, and uh, he asked that I want to be a part of, of what he was doing. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, like I said, the, the biggest thing for me was it made sense. Right. Like, he, he wanted to to change the way business is done in society and in the, the community, the black community, and, and just be able to give people an opportunity. Right. Entrepreneurs. Uh, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, well, a lot of people have kind of been screwed over a lot of times. And so, like, when an individual presents you with a, with an opportunity that can be beneficial to both of you, sometimes it doesn't make sense. It, right. it, it doesn't seem real. Mm -hmm. But, you know, uh, you can tell the difference between a genuine person and a fake person right. that's, you know, that's trying to get over on you. And so, like, with him, like, I always tell him, like, man, you, you're, you're such a genuine person. And, you know, there's not a lot of people out there that's willing to, to help people. Right. The way that you help people, and so you know, um, you know, I, I was just excited to be a part and to grow with them. I, I want to touch on um, network marketing a little bit because I think, for the most part, it gets a terrible rap. I I think going into it, a lot of us for the first time. That's um, I was similar to you, mm -hmm. where my first introduction is network marketing. Um, you go into it with a mindset of if I don't make if I don't make any money, it's not working. But really what we don't realize is that your learning skills like networking, mm -hmm. which is more valuable than the money, especially mm -hmm. up front. Mm -hmm. Um, you also are learning about building relationships with people. Um case in point, that basically was how our introduction was mm -hmm. with each other. Without mm -hmm. that we may not be at this point on yeah. this podcast. Um, and, and the personal growth and self-development, that I don't think gets um, talked about enough. No, it doesn't. Um, I think that's, I know, that's the first time that I ever heard those two words in the same, those two phrases in the same sentence. Um, working on yourself is huge. Um, there is no growth without self-development mm -hmm. of some kind. That could be reading books that could be um you working out that could it's so many facets to working on yourself but as long as you are actively working on yourself that's the goal 
at the end of the day. And I think network marketing is probably one of the first places that kind of puts those things together because it allows you, um, like you said, there's a lot of motivation involved in it. Um, it's a lot of um, things or systems in place that get you to first work on yourself because, I mean, it makes sense. You need to be, you need to have a certain skill set. It's not like everybody doesn't come out the gate making a thousand, two thousand, six thousand, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You don't come out the gate doing that unless you have a specific um, skill set, mm -hmm. which you can work on. Uh, it forces you to work on it if you ever want to be, you know, successful in any given business. But I think network marketing in general, it gets a bad rep because a lot of people aren't willing to put in that self, that, that work on themselves. Mm -hmm. And in turn, you know, uh, I'm going to quit that. That don't work. It, it's not that it doesn't work. It's just, you know, it could be a whole bunch of scenarios of reasons why it doesn't work. But I think the biggest one would be that you're, you're probably not even ready for that kind of money. Yeah. If you if you if you made it if you made ten twenty thirty thousand dollars a month are you do you have the mindset to manage that money the right way? Yeah. So I mean, it, it's a lot of things that um, as far as network marketing, there like I said, it's a negative connotation to it, and there are some bad things out there. But I think for the most part, that's huge. Um, where I learned that you have to work on yourself for one. Mm -hmm. You got to know how to build relationships. And um, just to touch on it again, because I can't say it enough, personal growth and self-development is key. Mm -hmm. and, and not even in business, but in life. I could say, um, you know, like you said, it's, I wouldn't I wouldn't downplay it right. because, it, you know, it's, it, there are some out here that don't work. Right. But there are, like, the example, Amway. Amway's been around for years. Right. So, their system actually works. Mm -hmm. um, and there's people in that have organizations that coach you and teach you right. on how to do how to how to uh, develop your business. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's the reason why most people uh, don't like doing it is because they get into the wrong organizations or they get it with the wrong people that don't really train and develop them on understanding business. And so like that's that, you know, fast forward to today, that's what makes me look at it a little bit different mm -hmm. and 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 can see it from a perspective of, okay well this is the reason why most of most people fail at network marketing because they don't understand sales mm -hmm. so and and if they understood this because because i i can remember a testimony at a conference that i went to it was this guy um he didn't have a team at all mm -hmm. but uh there was a a uh program that amway offered to where you can uh, it was a gift incentive program, and so the, this individual um, sold one of the gift incentive incentive programs to a corporate uh, to the HR. But it was like a, it was a corporate company, and so it was a it was a, a gift incentive program for the employees that he introduced to that company, and he got a six figure deal out of that. So because he understood sales and that particular product. He was able to make six figures without having a team, right. and so like he, you know, he was an example of understanding sales. Yeah. And so like for me, I I never understood the sales, mm -hmm. and so that's why it was kind of difficult for me. Right. I understood the team building aspect, but as far as like really selling the products itself, right. 
Like I, I didn't feel comfortable selling the products, like, even though I ate them. But not ate, but even though I drank the products, took the vitamins and stuff like that, um, I still didn't feel comfortable with doing the sales part because I thought sales was trying to get someone to buy something that you know that they didn't even want. Right. But it was okay. You have to find the individuals that are doing fitness. Mm-hmm. You know, people. You know, people that need this, this, these type of things. People that you know that have high blood pressure or whatever. Or, you know, they need this type of vitamin. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand those things because I didn't understand sales. Right. So, you know, if I, yeah, I, I always say, you know, if I, if I knew what I know now, back then, I feel like I could have been successful mm-hmm. at Amway. So, but at the end of the day, you know, it's, you know, it's, it, it, God does things for a reason. Like, that, that, that wasn't what God wanted me to do. Right. But he allowed me to use that as experience mm-hmm. to grow and to, you know, to to get to where I am today. So, that's dope. What about you, D? What, what was your first introduction into entrepreneurship? Um, I'm gonna give two points. Okay. The first one was in youth, not having something. Mm-hmm. You know, your friends got the shoes, the game. Now I remember when I was growing up, the games I had was the Sega Genesis. <laughs> so, my friends' parents were able to get money. I decided to go out to rake leaves, cut grass and to do things to generate money. Mm-hmm. And I think we we miss that. We miss how early on we actually become entrepreneurs mm-hmm. when we kick into things like that. But when I started doing that, mine went up to a different level also because I needed more money than the average person mm-hmm. since we didn't have right. what we needed to have. So I literally went around to my friends and kicked into, hey, I'm gonna go out and meet these houses that we need to rake, rake yards, cut grass, do all these additional things for. And then this is my percentage, this is your percentage, and we can just make it work. Mm-hmm. And that was my first level of entrepreneurship back then. But the reason why I think that's important is because there are lawn care companies right now making millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. But we miss it and we don't cultivate it when we're young. Right. So we end up growing up. And I remember my first job versus entrepreneurship. And now that I think about it, it was easier raking leaves, cutting grass, and making more money that way than it was when I started my first job. But my first thing that I can consider true entrepreneurship outside of what I guess you would consider hustle mentality Mm -hmm. is um, insurance, the insurance industry. Mm -hmm. Um, I was fresh out of charter looking for something to do that was not corporate lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Because a job and corporate life can burn you out. Mm -hmm. And eventually I think everyone gets that thought process of I'm working harder for you than I ever worked for myself. So this guy named David O'Donnell, he um, had an interview to introduce people to getting licensed with insurance. Mm -hmm. And in the interview, he told me how much it was. He says $450 to get licensed and then all these other fees. Because you know how it goes Mm -hmm. when it's the legitimate business with the network marketing or direct sales twist. Takes money to make money. Mm -hmm. So at that point in time, sitting inside the interview, David was trying to sell four people on joining this process, Mm -hmm. but I had already learned sales. Mm -hmm. So in between the interview, coming from corporate, I'm looking at his interview skills. I'm like, you completely (laughs) (laughs) missed this. This is not it. Um, So he's trying to sell policies and trying to sell us into joining the actual network Mm -hmm. that they had, which was, I don't believe the network's name off of it. But at that point in time, halfway through the interview, I'm zoned out because I'm bored. You're interviewing four people at the same time. You're introducing this product and you're not selling it right. Right. But when you know sales, when you understand true sales, the process is always the same. Mm -hmm. 
the product is just what's different. Yep. So halfway through, I got frustrated. And he was talking <laughs> to the two ladies that were on the inside room trying to sell them on it. So I turned around and I started reading the material that he had, and I literally started selling them on getting the insurance mm -hmm. and also signing up for it. Mm -hmm. So much so that by the time we got to the end of it, they thought I worked with them. <laughs> they didn't even realize it. One of the girls signed up for literally the product. I'm talking about signed up for mm -hmm. it and paid for it right then. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of it, both of them signed up to come on with the program. Toward the end of it, when he started interviewing me, he was like, have you done this before? And I was like, no, but this is just sales. Right. This is what I would do. This is how I would interview. All of that stuff kicks out. Because, mm -hmm. you know, what's naturally in you will come naturally out of you if you allow it. Yes. Business stuff just comes naturally out of you. Mm -hmm. So in between that, he convinced me to come and join their network. But it was even interesting with that because at the end of the interview, everyone's like, you have to do this. You've already done this. Is I was like, no, this is not it for me. Because mm -hmm. um, insurance is a hard sale. It's emotional. Mm -hmm. I got attached. You know, the insurance he was doing was life insurance. Mm -hmm. And most people sell life insurance to where it's only talking about you dying. Right. I don't like that game. Mm -hmm. So when we left the interview, I literally turned him down. But he called me and he said, well, okay, you, you have to come to this next meeting. The next meeting is in Atlanta. And I was like, um, no. <laughs> because I'm not paying this $495. It's going to lead to all those other fees. Right. So he literally said, well, look, I'll invest in you. And I was like, well, what are you talking about? He said, if you come right now, where are you at right now? I was playing basketball. So um, if you come right now, I'll invest into this for you so that you can learn the insurance industry. Because you already have all the knowledge and skill set. You just don't have the access to the product mm -hmm. and the access to the right, like you said, network of people. Mm -hmm. So I'm playing basketball on the basketball court, and I'm still like, no, I'm not, not going to do it. He <laughs> yeah. said, look, if you do it, I'll come pick you up right now. We're already inside of the car, mm -hmm. and I'll do everything else from there. You just get in the car. Now, I'm also, you know, I grew up, you know, in black neighborhood. That's what I'm going to say. I like challenging people back. Right. So I'm like, okay, if you're going to come and you're going to pay for everything, Come get me. Right. He pulled up. <laughs> like, okay, I walked off the court with the basketball. I'm still in. I'm sweating. I'm right, in basketball right. gear. He hops on the road, and we were on Lawrence Road inside of Greenville, going to 85 to go to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And he hopped on 85, and I'm in the car. <laughs> <laughs> like eventually, I'm like, I'm calling him out. He's not really gonna do this. Yeah. But, you know, this he really is driving. I don't yeah. got no clothes. No. I don't got nothing but my license in my car. It's still in the car. I'm like, what the heck did I just get myself yeah. into? So we're driving down the highway and we get past Anderson. I'm like, yo, um, you do realize I don't got nothing with me, right? right? He was like, don't, don't worry about it, son. I'm going to buy you some clothes when we get down there. That's how serious I am about investing in you. Mm. I was like, okay. I said, um, how long are we staying? Right. Because now the questions are coming out. Uh -huh. He says three days. I said, um, where am I staying? I don't like to settle. Right. You know, the first thing's going on inside of my mind. Mm -hmm. Where am I going to sleep right. at? Right. I'm not sleeping in a room with you or someone else. This, this makes no sense. Right. No, we're going to get you a room. We're going to get you the clothes that you need for the weekend and lay everything out. Shock the heck out of me. And then when we got down there, he literally did what he said. Mm -hmm. He got the room. He paid for the clothes and everything because we had to be, by the time we got there, we had to be at the event within two hours. Mm -hmm. So I had to do all of that within two hours. And this was his way to say, look, take entrepreneurship seriously mm -hmm. because you're not. You've been going around working for other people, but you've never re recognized what's really in you. Right. And everyone that's told you what's in you, you've been ignoring it. Mm -hmm. 
So I kicked into the insurance industry, and that was my first level of legitimate entrepreneurship with understanding the extra components that you need to know mm-hmm. that a lot of us take for granted, like taxes, yeah. um, knowing the foundation, sales, how to recruit a team and really build a business, not just build a network marketing field, mm-hmm. but to build a complete business. Man, that's dope. Uh, <laughs> I can't imagine just being scooped right off the basketball court and next thing you know, you're gone for the weekend. Oh, yeah. It was shocking. <laughs> I was like, okay, you... You, the, the next thought that was in my mind was like, okay, you got a little money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that wasn't cheap. That wasn't cheap. I'm not going to doubt you. We were at the Hilton. Yeah. I'm not going to doubt your pockets right now. Oh, yeah. This, this makes no sense to me, but okay. But he was he was actually high up inside of that organization. He understood recruiting at a high level of talent and ability over just getting a number in there. Right. A lot of people in network marketing style businesses or direct sales, they just look at numbers. Right. Um, they focused on looking at the quality of the person. But I will say they lack the ability to train mm-hmm. appropriately. And that's where I think a lot of people fell out of the insurance industry. Mm-hmm. They want you to just keep going. It's right. a numbers game yeah. for them. Just keep going, keep going, keep mm-hmm. going, and you'll get it. But there's actually a sales component of understanding how to present the product. Right. And that's where they struggled at with that entire organization. Mm-hmm. But what they did great was not giving an F mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. You know, ultimately, I can be a horrible salesperson and keep going mm-hmm. and still get a lot of sales. Mm-hmm. I'm damaging everything in between. Right. But I'm making my goal. Law of averages. Yep. <laughs> Man, that's a pretty valuable lesson. Um, but without further ado, um, I'd like to just hop right into the main reason why we're here. I want to talk about IMC. Um, I want to hear from both of you. Uh, first of all, what is it? Um, what does it stand for, IMC? IMC stands for Intentional Media Center. Okay. Um, the founding thought beyond it was, I'm tired of seeing entrepreneurs struggle. Mm-hmm. And I didn't care the industry. Because right. every industry has the same layout, from mm-hmm. network marketing to a corporation to Walmart to Goodwill, nonprofit, all these things have the same foundation. Mm-hmm. And what I thought at that point in time, talking to different people and networking with different people is we've been taught to cheat people over, mm-hmm. screw people over, to hustle and to aim for high amounts of money toward honestly, we don't even really need that to survive. Right. And at the same point in time, lack of full understanding of what business really is. Mm-hmm. So I said, let's meet intentionally with people to break all the bad rules of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Because especially for us as a culture, we have the ability to have more. We have the buying power that literally overwhelms everyone worldwide. Mm -hmm. Why don't we have more for ourselves? Granted, we have a lot of barriers, but we have an unfair thing that we have to overcome. I got to overcome those barriers and to still end up on top. Mm -hmm. Um, to where some people can just hop out into entrepreneurship and be fine. So with IMC, I said, well, let's create the organization that truly teaches the foundation. Mm-hmm. Not just the motivation, not just the inspiration, not the tips, tricks, and cheats, but truly a foundation in business that I can apply towards any field. Mm-hmm. And from there, I said, well, okay, let me kick into everything else I already know how to do. Let me bring on great people. Let me organize how everything functions and let me present them with a product that fully works. That's dope. And then, um, what is your role within within IMC? So I'm the IMC president. Uh-huh. Um, and so it's it's uh, definitely been an honor to take on that role to 
to help organize things to, you know, it's, it's uh, it's a, it's a name, but it's a partnership at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I appreciate being able to get that, get that opportunity to learn more as far as being an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. understanding sales, understanding marketing, understanding, uh, building a brand, understanding how to organize a business, all those things that, like I said, that um, I really didn't learn mm -hmm. uh, in my beginning phases of, of understanding business. So, and and uh, it's, it's definitely been a treat being able to uh, talk to my friends and family and to be able to be knowledgeable and really know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, because a lot of times, you know, there are people out here that jump into entrepreneurship, ship, but only know just a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, you know, just being around him has really taught me, you know, I, like I tell him, bro, like, you you know, A to Z, mm -hmm. you know, some people know only know A, B and C, yeah. you know, and so it's like being able to learn from a thought process that can understand A to Z, you know, it, it definitely helps you to be able to help others. And uh, like I said, at the end of the day, it's just it's just been, you know, great being able to be a part of that. Okay. Okay. So what would you say if you if you had to describe the ideal um, candidate? for IMC, what would that be? Who, who, who are you looking for? Any entrepreneur and small business, mm -hmm. but we are doing things in phases. Mm -hmm. um, phase one for us is about startup and the business struggling. Mm -hmm. Because when you look at entrepreneurship, what's the difference in between the six to seven figure earner to where it's the image of success and a lot of people who feel like you're not the image of success? Mm -hmm. Time and money, that's it. Now, that simply means something's missing. Well, what would happen if somebody provided you the understanding of what's missing? Because what I won't be able to do is do it for you. But if I provide you the steps that you didn't know, you can make it there just as fast as they did. And that's what a lot of people are missing. So we're looking at, in phase one, let me introduce this to startup businesses and entrepreneurs and also any other people that want to network together for it. Um, especially, again, for our culture. Because you got to look at things first from a numbers perspective. Right. If you were an entrepreneur and you had a million people already following you, mm -hmm. and all those people following you bought your product once, right. and the profit of your product with those million people following you was $10, mm -hmm. you used to make $10 million. Mm -hmm. A lot of people miss these understandings. I don't know my numbers. I don't know my numbers accurately. Right. But now with that million-dollar amount, people listen. Well, what's missing from a lot of people is I don't understand blessing. I don't need a million dollars. I really just need to make median income level, and most people don't even know what that is. Mm -hmm. In average area, that's $50,000. So let me take a simple understanding. Um, you have Facebook? I do. Um, Facebook lets you have 5,000 friends on your page, right. but it only lets you have, oh, excuse me, um, it lets you have more people following you. Right. Right? It's an unlimited it's amount of followers. Yeah. The friends list, look at it like this real quick. These are people I'm giving access to. Right. You can message me directly. I don't have to go through that little message request right, thing right. to get to you. What if all 5,000 people on your Facebook page bought your product once? Mm. And that same product was worth $10. Mm -hmm. What did you just make for that year? $50,000. So if I actually come at it from the right understanding, I'll start looking at all the tools around me and start recognizing I'm not using stuff right. Right. But I'm consistently being sold to just keep going. The motivation to just keep going. The inspiration to just keep going without the understanding of what to do, which is a better foundation. So we're looking at people who are 
starting up and I need an actual understanding of what do I do. And then from another angle, I'm looking for individuals to where I'm struggling somewhere, but I can't figure it out. Let me put you in a network of people that provide that skill set inside of phase one of our industry. Okay. And it's as simple as coming on the inside, joining and watching the foundation videos, which gives you a full foundation in business. And then from there, asking the right question, or I'll let TJ explain our SME process, um, a subject matter expert. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times we look for that six to seven figure earner to give us guidance. Right. And most of the time we miss what they say. Mm -hmm. I hired somebody to do that. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, so you can't teach me. Why am I following you and providing you money when you can't teach me? You can just give me the trip, trip, excuse me, the trick or the tip. Mm -hmm. Who can actually teach me? Right. Well, that person they hired. Mm -hmm. That person they hired is called a subject matter expert to us. Mm -hmm. In other words, that six and seven figure earner has somebody that's a subject matter expert is probably making median income or less that knows everything this person knows, but I'm taking them for granted. Right. So instead of investing here and building that person up, I'm investing here and trying to convince them to tell me stuff down here where I'm at. Right. And they can't even do it sometimes, not to knock anybody, but I didn't, I don't know it. I hired somebody to do it. Mm -hmm. And I refuse to give you my contact mm -hmm. that's doing it for me. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That makes perfect sense. Look, I'm about to be an eight-man corner over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, so let's go in a little deeper on the on the subject matter. Yeah, so um, the, the details of what he was um, giving out is our platform that we created, IC365. Mm -hmm. um, and like he said, uh, the reason why we created that platform is to help build entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. uh, to help give them that foundation. Because we felt like entrepreneurs didn't have a foundation to understand business. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of times we go in and we always resort back to mo being motivated. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Steve Harvey says, you know, just jump. Right. You know, not not just him. A lot of people just say, keep going, mm -hmm. jump. You know, figure it out as you go. You know, and our, you know, from our perspective, we say, okay, why? Why jump when you're not like I like how he says that you're not even at the edge of the cliff yet. Mm -hmm. So you know, let's take a step to get to the edge, mm -hmm. and then before you even jump, you know, look around. It might be a parachute. So and what we decided with the IMC three six five platform was that's the parachute. Mm -hmm. So uh, this platform it, it pretty much gives a, a basic understanding of business, mm -hmm. and so we have what we call uh, our five foundations. And so, and we have five areas that we focus on that create that foundation: uh, credit, uh, business startup, um, taxes, budgeting, and investing. And so, we felt like those five those five areas would give an individual that 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 foundation that they need to understand business. So, inside the platform that we created, is over one hundred and eighty plus videos that cover those five areas. And so. An uh, individual can go in and educate themselves on their own time mm -hmm. to to get an understanding of you know what business what is business or what is an EIN mm -hmm. or what is an LLC or you know what's the difference between the entities of a, of a uh, sole proprietorship or um, you know what's an S corp C corp mm -hmm. you know I I had a conversation with uh, a friend the other day I asked her, I was like you know because she wants to get into business I said you know what an EIN is mm -hmm. and she she kind of like she was like no, and I said well that's the reason why we created this platform is to you know give you that education part. Yeah, you can go on YouTube, you can go on Google and get this information, but it's like a lot of times people go on Google 
and they'll say how to get an LLC. Mm-hmm. And so they don't realize, you know, there's ad, there's third party companies that have these ads mm-hmm. at, the, at the top. And so the individual will click on these things and end up paying three to four hundred dollars for an LLC. Mm-hmm. Like we have we had a client that paid five hundred dollars mm-hmm. for an LLC when here in South, the state of South Carolina, an LLC is only one hundred forty nine dollars. So you know, people prey on their ignorance. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't blame them. You know, they're right. they're trying to you know they're trying to you know help, but it's like okay, why why you know uh, charge for the free information? Mm-hmm. When you can charge for you know information that you know that that takes a little bit more of your time uh, that you can charge for on that part, and so um, so also inside that that platform of uh, the videos he talked about SMEs, so the subject matter experts in each of these categories we have individuals who specialize in those areas. Whether it's taxes, we have an individual Carrie Saxon uh, who uh, does life insurance, and so we're gonna have her cover that area of understanding life insurance. We have uh, Dakota Grady. Uh, so he does uh, maximizing your, your finances. So he covers the areas of budgeting and he also understands taxes also. So uh, individuals can com- come inside the platform and uh, get directed to these subject matter experts that can help them answer, you know, help answer the questions and things and concerns that they have on certain components of business that they don't understand. I like that idea. I like it a lot. I want to piggyback on top of the drop people thoughts. Mm-hmm. So you have, I can look it up myself. Let me Google it. Mm-hmm. Ask Siri, ask Alexa, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And then you get access to this overwhelming amount of information to where I don't know how to process it. Right. And that's what a lot of people do. Um, I joke around with my girl a lot. Um, I told her, look, man, you don't need to go to the gynecologist. I can watch on YouTube. I can do that myself. I got the salad talk. You don't eat that. Uh, she's like, that's not legitimate. I said, I'm going to go from YouTube to WebMD. We good. I, I, I got you. And she's like, no, that's not how it works. And that's how the internet works. Mm-hmm. We have this overwhelming amount of inter- excuse me, information to what we think we can process it. Yeah. And sometimes even that information might conflict. What I might do might be different than what you might do, and I see it at the same time. Right. And both these methods don't work together, and that's what people keep trying to do. Yeah. So they end up failing because I'm combining stuff that's not designed to go together. Right. And then you have on the opposite side, pay me $10,000, I'll show you everything it is that you need right now. Well, I'm not even making enough to give you $10,000. I got kids. Right. I, I, gotta, I can't balance out the bills. Well, it takes money. To make money. And if you're not willing to invest inside of yourself, I'll get you there. Right. My lowest package is five thousand dollars. You uh-huh. kick in for I'm like, wait, I, right, I right, can't right. do that. So you have on one side I'm paying too much, mm-hmm. and then you have on the other side, I have all the information, but it's conflicting and overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And then you have the solution that we try to build. That even place in between is that right amount to where coming into the platform is, a, is providing me the right level of free advice and guidance. Mm-hmm. And it transitions me to what I should be paying for. Mm-hmm. And that's where some people are paying $300 to get an EIN. Right. It's free. Mm-hmm. I don't want to charge you for that information. Let me show you how to do it for yourself. But once you get done with this EIN, well, while I'm on the inside of it, well, am I an LLC, a sole proprietor, or what am I? Well, okay, now we can get into some advanced level stuff because there's a difference in between going to JCPenney's and buying a suit and going to a tailor and making it custom-made. If you want custom-made, you need custom-made prices. Mm -hmm. If you want the tailor-made suit, then I can direct you to the tailor-made suit. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't understand that level because we're so used to 
Just do it for yourself, that person. Just do it for yourself. You don't right. need anybody else. Right. Well, Walmart needs employees. Mm -hmm. I need other people. <laughs> well, keep your circle small. Well, I kept my circle small. That's why I'm at now. Yeah. I mean, it's small here. That's not working. Yeah. And then the people that I have to pay too much. Well, this is too high. Well, let me transition you because you don't need six-figure earners. Mm -hmm. Just giving you valid tips and tricks mm -hmm. that really work if you're at a certain level. Right. Let me show you the shmi in between. It's going to transition you. As a matter of fact, help this shmi get to the level of him because this person can teach you tips, tricks, train, coach, develop, and give you everything from a custom fit. Mm -hmm. So we try to bundle all of that together with a growing process on the inside of our platform. Man, that's big. Y'all got me excited. So um, for for somebody who is looking to take that next step, how do, how do they go about doing that? Like, how do they become a part of the platform? All right. So the the website address is imc365.net. Mm -hmm. Once again, it's imc365.net. Uh, and so once you get into the platform, um, we're actually running a promo um for um to get in for the first 12 months mm -hmm. it's 15 dollars. so at um we have 365 people that we're gonna allow to come into the platform at that amount nice. um and so like i said the, the 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 biggest thing that we're doing right now because we're in phase one we're in that growing phase we're just trying to allow people to come into the platform to uh get educated to to see what it's about mm -hmm. how it works and so um we also have a, a goal. We have a few investors that um, gave us a, a, a campaign uh, that will allow us to give out grants. Mm -hmm. And so uh, they, they told us, hey, you have to hit a certain number. And that number is 10,000. So uh, we want to work on getting, they said once we get 10,000 people inside the platform, they'll allow us to give out five ten thousand $10,000 grants uh, to entrepreneurs that are inside the platform. And so, uh, and so that's that's one of the things that we're pushing right now uh, to get people to, you know, even if individuals don't um, want to use the platform itself, they want to just get into for an opportunity to get the grant. They can do that. Mm -hmm. Man, hey, ten k. But really, it's about learning. Man. Yeah, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. So. Um, so like I mentioned that uh, the first 12 months, so after the first 12 months, we're going to go into a process of, of doing it monthly, the charging monthly, which would be $40 a month. But, um, you know, that the biggest thing is it's not about just, it's not about the money. Right. Right now. It's right. about educating people and, and giving them that, that foundation that they need uh, so that they don't have to go, you know, uh, be in that rat race of, of, of trying to figure it out and, and you know, falling to the wayside. Mm -hmm. Of being in that that ninety percent of people that fail at business. Yeah, yeah, I think it's important to to mention that because, like you said, you can Google the information. Um, what you do with it after that is another story. Mm -hmm. um, we all get in. Make no mistake about it. We all get in the business to make money, mm -hmm. and some people have a shorter leash than others. Um, some people have a longer, a bigger belief system. You know. Um, Really, it, it takes more than just your LLC and EIN and coming up with a business name. Um, like I said, we're all in it to make money, but it is important to have tools at your disposal like IMC, which is, hey, I, lo I love what I'm hearing about it so far. Um, I definitely see the need for it. Um, it's I think it's it's way too many people that 
get started and and quit within the first year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just probably from lack of information, um, not knowing the right way to go about building a business. Um, or, you know, there's life. Life happens. You know, like you said, you have kids. You may have a wife. You got all of these external things um, providing pressure already, plus the bills. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to be able to cut down on the losses, if you will, or or necessarily the trim the fat, just, just get right to the important bits of information. And then when it's time to learn from an expert, that's when the price goes up. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Just, you know, spending ten, twenty thousand dollars right out of the gate is probably not even feasible for most people. Yeah. So it's it's great to have a median like this where you can get in, get the right information up front, and then as you grow as an entrepreneur, the information grows with you. So I mean that, that I love what y'all doing. Um I, I y'all got me ready to to, to see see what it's about. <laughs> I'll, I'll touch on one thing yeah. that you said, um, or I'm gonna say it in a different way. Ninety uh, percent of businesses fail right. within the first twelve months. Mm-hmm. I didn't even make it past, and the majority of those businesses fail because I couldn't put them through something. Yeah, it's literally that simple, and that's what we're trying to do. That's also why that twelve month special comes into play. Mm-hmm. And inside of phase one, it's literally about correcting bad business rules. Mm-hmm. It's not even about truly what un- our platform has to offer. Right. Um, that's the one stipulation I want to throw out there because mm-hmm. it's all too often you'll see a great concept mm-hmm. inside of an individual and then you'll see someone take the idea and create a way, mm-hmm. a legal way. Right. And a lot of times we wonder then, why is this not as good as it could be? Mm-hmm. And it's because they didn't phase into something. Right. They put all the information and all the steps out and somebody with more money duplicated your process. And a lot of people like to say, no one can take what's meant for you. This entire country was stolen. <laughs> so it's like, let's not think that way. Right. Stolen for years, they're right. still there. So let's not think that way. Let's look at things from reality now. So we're using this phase process to prevent the 90% of businesses that fail from understanding a, a, a false comparison. They think the 10% survive because of whatever reason. There's not something wrong with this 10% over here. This is the method that worked for them. Mm-hmm. What we're missing is what works for 90% of people. And then there's this thing called the marketing curve, and it shows you the top 10% of people will always make it through. Right. And they're using those 10% of people for the success story. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, I, I just did this, and I made it through, and it took me 30 minutes. You had a following of 1 million people that would literally do what you told them to do anyway. I don't. Mm -hmm. Do what I do, though. That's what you hear. Do Mm -hmm. what I do. Well, I don't got a million plus, but okay, let me do what you did. Then I did what you did, and 10 people bought. Well, okay, I'm feeling motivated now. I can get there. Well, no, they got 1 million. You got 1,000. So that doesn't work properly. But that 10% method, it's not something wrong with it. And that's when they'll say, just keep going. Mm -hmm. Well, now I need to understand what keep going means. So the marketing curve then looks at 80% of the people. 80% 80% of the people are inside of a system that already exists. I don't need to jump. Mm-hmm. I need to know what to do. I don't need assistance that charges me thousands of dollars for a kit of understanding that literally just steps me through how to do every component of it. That's the 80%. Because that bottom 10%, some people are going to fail because business is not for you. Right. And that's the thing I want to end on with a lot of stuff. Some people find out, I don't have what it takes 
to be an entrepreneur. The difference in between being an employee and a boss, a lot of people, I like to use call centers, for example, a lot of people find this out the hard way. My supervisor sits around and doesn't do nothing. Well, no, he's actually doing something, and you don't want that job. Right. <laughs> that job is to deal with you, which is saying he doesn't do anything, and to deal with the person above, which says you better not let them do all of these components of it. And the minute you get your own company, you start understanding what ethics policies are, right. what the hiring process is, what somebody can sue you for, what workers' comp is like, all of these additional things to where you can learn them as a foundation, but we misunderstand them. A lot of people want to become entrepreneurs, but they just don't have what it takes. But in my opinion, that's about 10% of any population, which means 90% of people should be successful, but we're not because we're either paying too much or we're getting too much information and we can't process it. Mm. Man, you said a mouthful with that one. Uh, you, I don't even know where to begin with that. You, you're right. You're right. It's it's not for everybody. It's not for the weak. Um, owning a business definitely um, takes a certain amount of accountability. Um, it takes a vision um, and drive. If you don't have it, those components, you're going to fall within that 90%. That, that's just a fact of the matter. Um, I'm ha I'm really enjoying this conversation. We gotta pay some bills really quick, so we'll be right back after uh, the sponsorship. Real dope photography is more than just dope photos. It's a celebration of your brand, beauty, and confidence at any stage of your life. Our goal is to capture the greatest moments in your life and the world around you. Visit our website at realdopephotography.com. That's realdopephotography.com. And the real is spelled R-E-E-L. You know, like a real film. Make sure you set up your free consult today. Mention the Too Stubborn to Fail podcast on your booking form in the How Did You Hear About Us section, and you can receive a 20% discount. All right, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Too Stubborn to Fail podcast. I am your host, Darren Perkins. Um, Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Today, we want to continue the conversation with uh, TJ King and, and Rebecca Riser. Um, basically, breaking down IMC and um, how who it can help, how it can help them, um, and you know the type of people that we're looking for. We've already covered all of those things. Um, is there a particular... I know you said you had a certain amount of people for the promotion. Um, is there a timeline with the promotion? Well, the promotion we're doing right now in phase one is just what you consider a true introduction mm -hmm. um, to our platform. Right. It gives you a year to grow with us. Okay. And in between that year, hitting specific goals, we're turning specific things on. Okay. Um, one aspect on the inside of it is our own social media platform on the inside of it. Mm -hmm. Well, in order for that function, you need people. Right. So we're having a join the conversation section of um, promoting people to come on the inside of it. Okay. The video platform is 183 videos on the inside. You cannot watch all of those. Nope. It's digestible also. Mm -hmm. It's three minute to 10 minute videos that teach you in between your day. So it's meant to grow with you. Okay. A lot of people rush into stuff. So our, our initial promo and process is to give people time to understand and to grow the platform. That way you're not just jumping in something and you feel rushed. I, I got seven days to figure this out. Well, your business will not be built within seven days for average business. So that's the first level of the promo. 
at 1,000 people inside the platform is when we also turn on our app. Mm -hmm. um, right now, we're doing everything web-based because everyone has access to doing it. But the app is truly designed to let people network and communicate together in the best way. A lot of times, I like to tell people, we have tools that we can use for a lot of stuff, but we just use them wrong. Right. Um, as an entrepreneur, I use Facebook wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem for an entrepreneur because right. I can't think like you think. Somebody might look at somebody doing something on the internet for Facebook and say, hey, why is she showing her this, that, so and so forth? We're doing it that way. That's just stupid. Mm -hmm. And then behind the scenes, they didn't recognize that 10,000 followers, Facebook starts paying you. And those ads that are coming on, she's making $600,000 a year. You wonder why she's doing it. She don't care about you. Mm -hmm. So all of these things are explained and built on the inside of our platform. So our app turns on at 1,000 people. It gives you the ability to stop playing around with your other platforms. This one is really meant to cultivate your business. Mm -hmm. It has that intent and that purpose so that by the time you go out to your other platforms or however it is you're trying to build your business as an entrepreneur, you know what to do, but you have something comfortable that you can come back to that assists you with your growth. Man, that is dope. And I know we're everywhere with that. Was that, was that make sense? No, no, no. That answer yeah. the real question. We right on. We right <laughs> on. Yeah, we right on. We just basically, you know, the whole purpose of the episode is just to get a better understanding of of IMC and, like I said, who it can help, how we can help them with it. Um, so you answered it perfect. You know, um, I guess where we go from here is: um, Are there any outside of obviously them digesting this episode? Um, are there like any webinars or anything that you that you information sessions that you have about joining the platform? Um, we're we're building those now. Okay. Um, and thank you for allowing us on your platform. Mm -hmm. We're yeah. at the level of let's get the information out. Now mm -hmm. we've tested it. We're beyond our beta phase. Now we're going to start the opportunity style meetings, the marketing method to push the platform out all along the growing. Mm -hmm. um, we we broke our platform out in different areas. Area number one. I just need help as an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. and I don't know what to do. Join the platform. That's what it's built for on the base level. Um, the next level of it is I just need the right people around. People keep telling me to keep my circle small, and every single time I keep my circle small, I find out I got snakes and wolves in my circle. Something's not working right. Well, it's not your circle size. It's your circle quality. And I would rather have a quality of a small circle than a large circle with a whole bunch of people that's designed to damage me. Right. But I'm also not so ignorant as to think to keep my circle small when the way any business works is with growth. So let me start small and grow, but let me create a platform that allows you to do that more freely. I don't feel like I have to screw you over. I don't feel like I have to cheat you. And I feel like I can be me from who I am because a lot of people are taught this. Fake it till you make it. Uh -huh. Well, if you're faking it till you make it, but you really need something. I think you already got it, right. so why am I going to help you? Right. You're faking it until you make it. We've learned all these business rules that are just bad that destroy us, and our platform is designed, again, to take all of those away. Mm -hmm. So from the social media section to the video section to we have an ambassador program that we're about to kick out for um, social media influencers and people with a following. They can come on inside of our platform and learn how to grow with us with a financial aspect of it. We have our affiliate section that we built on the inside also for people who want to come join our network from that sales, that direct sales perspective that creates the income that you need mm -hmm. to grow. Um, I'm, I'm a very realistic person. 
every organization has all these components. Right. And anyone that's not willing to put all of them in place, that's the reason why we fail sometimes. Mm -hmm. So we've literally laid out our entire network within these phases that allow all of these things to kick in that benefit not just us, but everyone else. The solution for us was, let's provide legitimate help. And going back to me, I, I used to get this question a lot because it seems like I know a lot. And I get this question outside of that, well, why aren't you a millionaire? Well, it's because ethically speaking, I can't do what a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not designed to cheat, lie, steal, or to do something incorrectly, so it limits me. Okay. So when I looked at, well, why am I not really a multimillionaire like I should be, like I think a lot of people should be? Mm -hmm. Well, it's because I don't have a comfortable area to grow inside of. So I keep interacting with these areas to where it's not designed for who I am at the core. 90% of businesses also fail because we see something we can't personally attach ourselves to. It damages us with who we are as a person. And it takes a special person to let go of that. And like, think about the music industry, what you hear. Well, you got to be willing to do this in order to get that. Well, now I'm destroying who I am as a person. So you don't see a lot of music out there. Question for everybody, what happened to RV? <laughs> so that industry dies based on what I have to do, but that music is designed for me to stay who I am, so you're saying it die out. So a lot of what we're doing and a lot of the phases that we're kicking in is meant to keep things pure for people to feel comfortable. And on our platform level, we want everyone coming into it to feel comfortable and to stay comfortable versus feeling like I have to compromise who I am. Mm -hmm. I like that. Um, to touch on something that we talked about earlier, uh, just popped in my head. Um, what is the process for finding and partnering with uh, the subject matter experts? Um, is this something that, is there any qualifications um, that y'all have or set standards? And how do you go about partnering with these experts? So um, a, lot of, a lot of them have came through um, Facebook. Mm -hmm. Some have come through people that we know. Right. Uh, and so uh, we kind of, um, go through a phase of just trying to figure out what it is that the individual does mm -hmm. and does it match up with what IMC is doing inside the platform. Mm -hmm. uh, we also kind of, you know, we, we, we look through your pages. Right, you right. know, we, we just want to make sure that, you know, you're not, what, like he talked about the ethics part. Mm -hmm. Like we want to make sure that um, what we say is lining up. You know, they're doing exactly, you know, the, the, the same thing that IFC is saying that they do. Right. Because we don't want to bring an individual in that's charging individuals for EIN. We're saying, okay, well, EIN is free. Right. But we're sending you to an individual that charges Charge. for that. So, um, so that's kind of the, the process that we take. Mm -hmm. uh, also, just being going out and getting the interviews like this. Mm -hmm. um, we're able to let individuals know, hey, if you are subject matter, if you want to be a subject matter expert with IMC, feel free to reach out to us. Um, you can find us on Facebook, TJ King. Um, this is on the president. Just you can reach out to me, uh, and and uh, also um, TikTok, any other any other social media uh, avenues that uh, individual wants to reach out to me through. They can reach out to me. Man, it's crazy. Look, okay. When you join the platform uh -huh. um, for members, right. there's a section inside where they register mm -hmm. also to be a SHMI or a mogul. Those are two different levels of a subject matter expert. Um, and it's as simple as registering, and then we do a simple interview. Mm -hmm. 
to find out what it is that you're a subject matter expert over. Mm-hmm. And then as long as your interview lines up with what you have, then we incorporate on the inside of our process. Yeah. Okay. So I like that. I like I like it seems pretty simple uh and straightforward, which that's that's what we need. We need it to be as simple as possible to get as many of our people um in front of this information as possible. I appreciate y'all sharing this, man. This is is definitely something that when you reached out to me about it, mm-hmm. and um, I did my own research on it, I was it was a no brainer for me. Um, so I do I appreciate y'all just putting this thing together and and, and you know bringing it to the people because, like you said, it is a need, and uh, that's that's what entrepreneurship is is problem solving, mm-hmm. and then that's what this app is. It solves a lot of problems. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited to uh, get started with it myself. Um, but just to to continue the conversation, um, we we talked about IMC, but I, I want the audience to kind of get a feel for you know not only the president but the founder, um, you know just a little a little more into you and 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 what they're getting into by becoming a part of the platform. Um, I I really wanted to start with fatherhood. That's something that we all share. Um, what does being a father mean to you? Uh, being a father to me, man, is is uh, being a a, a hero, mm-hmm. being an inspiration. Um, I, I have two sons, so they're seven and eight, and you know, I have a great relationship with my father, but there's certain conversations that I never had with my father right. that um that I wanted to to make sure that I had with my sons as they grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, being able to uh, let my sons know it's okay to cry, right. you know, it's it's okay to uh, understand who you are as a man, mm-hmm. and so and letting them know that hey, as a young man, you know, you will go through trials, mm-hmm. you will go through certain things, and so you know, it's uh, it's 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 you know, I, I'm excited, you know, I I it's like I I kind of look ahead, you know, to like when they get to middle school and high school and like just being able to have those conversations that I didn't have with my father. Like my my dad, he's kinda like laid back. He really doesn't like talk much, but like, you know, when it's like one on one, like I have to kinda like ask him questions and things like that. Like honestly, like uh in the past two years I've actually been able to like uh just build a, a better relationship with him by me working on myself. Right. And being able to come back to him and say, "Okay, father, you know, like, why, you know, why didn't you ask me these questions? Or why didn't we have these conversations?" And it's like it allowed me to understand the reasons why is because the things that he went through as a as a, as a kid and 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 just learning how you know to be a father himself. Like he I, he had me cracking up one day because he was like, "You guys from experiment kids." <laughs> I mean, there's really no you know there's really no rule book to right. you know to understanding. Fatherhood, but there are you know people out here that you know that have written books that you can pick up right. and you know and see, and there are people around you that you can look at and see. Okay, that that individual is a, you know I, I like how he he works as a father. Like with him, like I look at him and and I just look at how he handles his daughters, and it's like, dang, like okay, I can take some of those things you know and 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 and, and use it for me as a father. For my kids, mm-hmm. so, but 
honestly, man, that's why I'm I'm doing what I'm doing as a as an entrepreneur, right? Is I want to be able to pass something down to them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of fathers out here that uh, that aren't being the fathers that they need to be, mm-hmm. and it's like I don't want to be in that category of, of fathers that don't want to uh, help their kids, that mm-hmm. doesn't want to uh, provide for their sons and 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 give them. Uh, uh, a head start in life right. because you know that's my job that's my duty is to be able to give my children that head start in life whether it's in business whether it's in education whatever it may be with in life you know i want to make sure that i give them the right tools that they need to to face this world because it, it's a tough world it is it is and um you're right it, i when i think about fatherhood um and i see an absentee dad, especially in a case where they're not like locked up or, or unable. I, I just don't understand not being in a kid's life. Mm-hmm. To look, to have kids and to see, and be, also being a kid and knowing the value of your parents pouring into you. Um, I just, I, I never really understood not being in your kid's life, especially on purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just never resonated with me. Uh, well, what about you, D? What, what would this fatherhood mean to you? I think, even to piggyback on top of what you just said, so I don't lose that thought, the traditional father is gone mm-hmm. for a lot <clears throat> of people, especially on the side of the U.S., like mm-hmm. traditionally two-parent home, mm-hmm. father being the breadwinner, the protector, so many things now in place to where in 2022, a father is non-existent inside of a lot of people's mind. Mm-hmm. I, I heard a comedian say, what's the biggest joke of a holiday? He said Father's Day. Mm-hmm. But when you sit back and you think about it, that is the one to where no one really acknowledges or recognizes the way that it should be. Mm-hmm. And it's because people now have a new transition in what I have to sacrifice in order to be a father. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are viewing fatherhood from the standpoint of what a traditional father is but without acknowledging what a father in today's age goes through. Right. Um, traditionally, two-parent home. Mm-hmm. This day and age, two different homes, co-parenting. Mm-hmm. It's completely different. Yeah. Co-parenting is something that's allowed. Mm-hmm. If I'm not allowed, I have a different sacrifice again as a father. Now I have to think, well, do I fight through to try to get to my child and look like a horrible person? Because this isn't designed for us to coexist. Right. It's designed for me not to be there and to be a financial gain. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not even a financial gain. I just want to hurt you. Mm-hmm. That's also teamed in there with the father to where I just don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Like what you said, I didn't sign up to be this, but you lay down with it, that thought process. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, a father to me is still that person who is willing to make the right sacrifices based on your situation. Right. And some fathers that don't have the ability to be inside of their daughter's life or mm-hmm. son's life or whichever one, whatever combination of the family, what are you still doing to sacrifice to be there for them when you can't? Mm-hmm. Because honestly, that's the battle for a lot of fathers nationwide. Yeah. I can't see you the way I want to now. Well, okay, you have to sacrifice and still be there for them when they hit 18. Like, child support's destroying me. Well, okay, if child support's destroying you, be a great person. And when they turn 18, you got a difficult conversation to have. But prepare yourself to have that conversation. Right. 
Prepare yourself to leave that legacy. Prepare yourself to be able to contribute at that point in time. And I think a lot of fathers aren't facing that thought process up front because no one teaches this to us. You know, we, we, a lot of us are either thrown into it based on a variety of situations and some people just aren't prepared because there aren't a lot of great examples of what a dad is. Right. I mean, even when I think about watching television now, because I grew up in the 90s, you know, we had the TV show like Family Matters, mm-hmm. uh, Uncle Phil. You see how Will Smith don't even have Uncle We had the TV show example. Right. Now that's not really there either. Mm-hmm. So when it comes down to parenting and being a father, I think that the word is so messed up now mm-hmm. to where we have to solidify the definition attached to the attributes of what one is. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's been done. I think we're still basing it off of traditionally what a father is. Mm-hmm but in between non-traditional situations. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. And I think um, there was, uh, to your point, a time where fathers across the board, for the most part, were out of the home. And those children um, got two choices. Either you continue that cycle of being outside of the home, or you know exactly what that feels like as a child. And there is nothing that will keep you away from that child. So we have those two dynamics where, um, you know, it's not up for us to judge whether that's right or whether that's wrong. But that's just the situation that we're in. Um, You know, some people choose to, you know, like us, be in our kid's life. um, And then some don't at the end of the day. And it's an unfortunate thing, but it's a reality that that we deal with. Um, But to keep the conversation going as far as being having two sons that's got to be that's got to feel great yeah. i know for me selfishly as a as a dad the things that i think about is i can't wait to to see my son participate in sports i can't wait to see them grow up to be the young men that i trained them to be mm-hmm. you know and um do you have those same thoughts of uh you know cheering eventually cheering your kids on as they as they participate in certain things yeah definitely like even with my father he was at every event yeah. like i like <clears throat> for you know my father was like a father to all the other kids like my dad was at every every sport uh-huh. every, like when i say every yeah every. <laughs> <laughs> so like my mom she like because i asked my mom like why why did you never come she was like because i knew that your dad would, you know he was always gonna be there he was like mm-hmm. when he got off work whether it was our wrestling, whether it's football, basketball, whatever it was, track, like he was there. He made sure he was there. And so like, you know, I look at that for me, it's like I I, I wanna be that, you know, that same example. Like my, my dad was like just being there. You know, the you know, it 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 does something to a child to be able to, you know, after you get done what you're doing, to be able to, to see your dad or before you start, it's like, oh, that will pop yeah. in here. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of kids don't get that. And so, um, like he's even told me stories of like some of my my uh, brother's friends that you know came up to him years later and were like you know Mr. King you know you know even though you know you weren't there for me but you know directly as a as a you know as my father right. but you know you still showed me love you know with you being there and you know you taking us places and taking us out to eat and stuff like that after the game and you know just being that that a, that father figure to other kids right. like. You know, I want to be able to to be that same example that my dad is and, and was. So 
you know, it, it, I am excited about that, you know. And a, a lot of people ask me about sports, and it's like, honestly, like, I, I, I wouldn't care if they right, did sports right. or not. Like, and my thing right now is just making sure that, you know, they they understand business. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, I want you to be able to have your own thing. Like, if you want to do sports, you can do sports. But I definitely want to make sure that you have your own business, make sure that right. you have, you know, that you're set financially so that you don't have to stress mm-hmm. in this world with finances. And I also want to make sure that you you are mentally ready for the world. And, uh, you know, that, those are the things that I'm really excited about. Man, I 100% agree with that. I, I Jokingly, um, we always talk about <coughs> our middle child because we, we, we ask him all the time, is there anything that you want to participate in? I show up to a chess match. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just give me something to... To show up for mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, I really don't care what it is. These a girl dad, yeah, man. Uh, we got we got a three year old, a three year old baby girl, and it's scary. It, <laughs> <laughs> how do you, how you how you processing this this girl dad thing? Well, I have four daughters. Uh-huh. So I have some experience. Yeah, um, it's different, but it's not. A comparison, I think it mm-hmm. is. Um, for girls, they sort of kind of just let you know what they want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that yeah. it's built in right. naturally. And it's about cultivating knowing that this is a good one and this is a bad one. Right. But there's that extra component of, of be careful that's right. always in there. And I think that's the scary part because the world that we live in right now is full of people to where they're they're just not the best. Mm-hmm. Or there are a group of people that aren't the best that you always have to worry about. And I think that's the concern. Mm-hmm. So all you can do is really prepare them to be as smart as they possibly can. And then critical thinking is a must mm-hmm. inside of raising a daughter. It's really the thought process of knowing that life is not a competition, but you will be inside of multiple situations that you will feel like you're competing. You'll feel like you have to rise above. You'll feel like you have to fight. You'll feel like you have to yell, scream, and it's knowing which one of these emotions logically line up with what I should do. Mm-hmm. And you have to continuously do that. Um, but we are living inside of what, what I think people still consider as a woman's world. Mm-hmm. So as much as raising, I think, boys is mm-hmm. great, it's still one of those things to where it's dominated or the thought process is dominated by how to make sure women have what they need and I think I find comfort in that even though it's not presented like that a lot of the time I think for me uh, you're right I, I definitely agree with that it's they're both equally as important um, being being a father to a son being a father to a daughter we need to make sure that we are that example of what how a woman should be treated how a man should be treated um, and and how how to raise good humans. Mm-hmm. That that's something that I think could kind of get lost in in you know it's it's all of course it's important to introduce business morals all of these things into your kids' life. But are we raising good people? Mm-hmm. I think that's the that's the the main thing. And then you know a, a certain percentage of it is out of our control because you can put everything into a child, they're still going to go their own mm-hmm. way. But hopefully you you uh, have sprinkled enough in them that at least if they veer off, 
they got their voice in your head, their voice in, mm-hmm. you know, your voice in their head, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, letting them know that, you know, I wasn't raised like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, at the end of the day, that's what we want. We want to be able to raise good people. Um, and I, I have no doubt that, you know, the future, if we can have more fathers like us, you know, that would be, the, the next generation will be good. Yeah. You know, because... You hear the cliches all the time of um, generations becoming weaker yet smarter, um, which uh, I can kind of agree with and then kind of can't. It, it really just depends. But just to nail that point home again, the goal is to raise good people. And at the end of the day, if we're raising good people, then that's that's all we can really hope for. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I try to look at being a father as be the person that you're okay with being with, but also can explain. Right. And this then, I think the explanation part is the best part mm-hmm. because I grew up in between a generation of you don't ask nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't question mm-hmm. me, don't this, don't that. Um, my mom smoked cigarettes. Don't you smoke? I, I think if I would I think right now if I pick up a cigarette, my mom would still want me. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> But when it came down to saying why, right. I can't question you, so I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I can't explain it. But if my mom would have explained it, I think I would have viewed it differently. Now, no, I don't smoke. I don't smoke. Actually, I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't anything. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to, as a parent, I thought from how I was raised, the part that was really missing is be comfortable with explaining why your decisions are what they are. And that's going to prepare them for their life, but that's also what's going to make them understand you and your decisions. And a lot of parenting is lacking that still, even today. We don't really explain to our children things, and then by the time they get out on their own, they're entering into a situation that we could have voiced to them. Mm -hmm. And that's what I try to do with my daughters. I continuously try to explain decisions. This is what I'm doing. This is why. This is what your mom is doing. This is why. And with that understanding... I think they're better able to cope with the world. And I have a, my oldest is 19, my youngest is four. So that range. Right. <laughs> that is a range. That, that, I mean, that's, that's kind of like us. We have, we got a 19 year old, we got um, a 15 year old, and a three year old. So yeah. I definitely get that gap. <laughs> and, um, completely different people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the first young is like completely different. Y'all, y'all completely different. <laughs> but yeah. it makes sense because the the one that's closer to adulthood experienced a different level of parenting yeah. than mm-hmm. the baby. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, there's a lot of trial and error in between the first and the last. Yeah. You know, um, which I think is just. It can be, you know, good and bad. Uh, it really just—I wouldn't say bad. It's just different. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, it's just different. Um, but I, I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, when we come back from our sponsorships, we'll we'll introduce the um, too stubborn to fail moment, and then um, we'll wrap it up with any closing remarks that y'all have. So we'll be right back after this. Built on a passion and love for art, All Things Design is here to create spaces you will love and custom designs and memories that will last a lifetime. All Things Design specializes in event design, interior design, corporate design, custom design projects, and home closet organization. And that's just to name a few. Communication is key. 
We're here for whatever you need. We'll help you solidify your vision and keep in constant contact until your dream is realized. All things designed, a step above the rest. Be sure to book at allthingsdesign.org. All right, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Two Stubborn to Fail podcast where we tell stories about overcoming adversity. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Today, we want to continue the conversation with um, TJ and Devecchio. Um, we introduced the world, or we not the world, we introduced this platform to IMC and everything that it has to offer. What I'd like to leave off with is a two-step in the fail moment. Basically, a moment uh, where you had to overcome adversity. Now, I know that there are a lot. We all go through a lot of things, but what is that one moment that sticks out to you um, that you had to overcome adversity? Um, I would say I'm going through adversity now. Yeah. So, um, and the process of it is having somebody that you can lean on. Um, again, like with him, like, you know, we, we bent to each other a lot. And so just being able to have an accountability partner that can help you through that, through that process. You know, I, I, you know, I, I recommend finding somebody that, that you can confide in because you can't confide in everybody. Right. And so, um, you know, going through the adversity of, of, of just, you know, uh, the divorce process, and, um, you know, just keeping it real and, um, you know, that's 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 tough yeah. you know a lot of people um go through that and some people don't you know they don't make it through it and uh they they get mentally messed up from it but you know just being able to have people in your corner to support you and and, and push you and to let you know that hey you know we all fail at life but you know, you know what can you do differently to keep going right. you know work on yourself and so like that's what I've had to do is just learn how to work on myself, you know, and, and see what I did wrong and, and see what I could do differently as a person. And so, and then for me, it's, it's been great to be able to work on myself and to make the changes and things that I need to make to be a better person, right. to be a better father, you know, to be a better son, to be a better friend. Like, those are the things that I, I started, you know, um, wanting to do differently because of adversity of life. And so, um, you know, I say just having somebody that you can confide in and, and help you get through it. And therapy too. Hey. A lot of people don't believe in that, but you know, therapy does help. Counseling does help, you know, just having those type, doing those things to, to help you um, get outside of yourself and get out of your head and, and help you to really analyze things around you and analyze yourself and see, you know, what it is that you need to change to be better. Yeah, I definitely understand that. And like you said, it it all ties down or starts with self. How can I make me better? Because if I make me better and I present my best self, that allows me to pour into others. Mm -hmm. But I can't pour. We say it all the time. You can't pour from everybody. We just can't do it. What about you, D? What, what is that moment for you? Um, I'll use a recent one. I'll go back to last year before I started this network. Um, typically, I'm a behind-the-scenes person. Um, strategy, implementation, thought processes. And the issue from last year was I'm building another business with someone. And without going fully in detail, 
you cheated me out of thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. And the problem with doing business with specific people is they attack your money, but then to cover themselves, the next thing they attack is they try to attack your image. And to cope with that, because with all of these things going on, you still have to keep moving forward. And that's that's my moment that I want to express to people because despite those things occurring, had I stopped, it would have stressed me out. Um, the thought process of some of the things we talked about, I still have my children, um, I still have my family, I'm still who I am. What do I do now? Because at any random point in time, something can occur inside of our lives that can affect us wholeheartedly. And I had to look at, is this a... Is this one thing to where it's going to stop my ability from being able to grow and to build things? Or is this something to where I can grow beyond? Coming from our culture, a lot of people are used to thinking as an African-American person, we're good, gangster, you know, let me fight. And a lot of people like to base you into scenarios to where it is that type of scenario. And we have to overcome those things and still build and still be the best of us. I like to tell people all the time because it's what I have to remind myself every day. Just because you met someone else does not mean lose you, mm-hmm. which means every situation they've ever put you through, don't let that determine your next move. Um, don't let a failed relationship determine your next relationship. Don't let a failed business determine your next business. You have to go into each situation viewing it from brand new with the experience, but not the emotion of what you've gone through on the inside of your past. So starting this network with IMC, leaving out of that last situation, it was, well, I'm not going to just sue and go through all of these situations. I'm definitely not going to go the hood method of trying to expose and do different things like that. But I am going to create something that puts me back in the forefront. And this goes back to becoming an entrepreneur. A true entrepreneur will always build something for themselves. It's not something that you can damage and completely remove a person from. And I had to overcome all of those thoughts last year to lunch and found IMC. Because without those problems inside of my past that I faced with that most recent one, I would have never decided the reason why I am struggling sometimes is because I'm building more of someone else's vision than my own. And every now and then we have to come to terms with that. So I had to come to terms with it and to overcome it to build IMC because TJ can tell you a lot of the platform is me just doing it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, the videos that are in there, I got to do the research. I got to pull this. I got to pull that. I got to pull this from this internet source. I got to credit these people. I have to learn how to program this stuff. I have to learn how to build it. Everything you don't have, you have to overcome to put in place because there's no one in your life more suited and more capable to overcome something than you. And we have to face that in order to move forward. Um, and I think that driving factor with me wanting to leave something for my daughters helped me overcome that. Because at the end of the day, I'm trying to be the example of overcoming any situation and not losing who you are, even for them. And I can't prove that without being proof of it myself. That was dope. I appreciate you for that. Um, thank you all both for the, for those moments. Um, what I like to do is at this time, you know, just give you both the floor to be able to tell the people how they can find you, um, social media platforms, um, how they can access IMC. I know we talked about it, but um, we just like to bring it full circle. 
The floor is yours. Uh, you can reach me on Facebook at TJ King. Um, so reach the IMC platform. Uh, to reiterate, IMC365.net. You can also find our business page at uh, IMC Meeting Center uh, on Facebook, IMC Meeting Center on Facebook. So um, I have an Instagram, but I don't use it. But you can follow <laughs> me on Instagram at TJ King. Uh, I have a TikTok also. Follow that, TJ King. So. The easiest way to find me is on the inside of the IMC platform. Okay. So you log into it. <laughs> Go to that social media section and you can follow that profile. Um, the reason why that's important too is it links you to everything else. Um, however, on Facebook, um, you can find my Facebook page, Delbeck Your Rising. <clears throat> I just started using that again. So that's the best place to find it and that will link you to my other platforms also. Okay. Before we get out of here, um, I always like to leave off on some closing remarks, any any last minute things that we didn't discuss that you just want to get out? Um, you have anything left that you want to say? Um, yeah, I appreciate you allowing us to, to come out and to be able to put IMC out there. Um, also to, to piggyback on what you said earlier, you said the world and then you backtrack. Mm -hmm. you know, you, yeah, <laughs> this is for the world. So believe that. Um, thank you for letting us come on the platform. It is right. a pleasure. Um, I, I will say this: I don't hop on a lot of people's platforms. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, hey, you that, you need to be on somebody's platform. <laughs> well, you built your own. <laughs> so for, for TJ to invite me on with you and we had this opportunity, I appreciate it. Um, but it shows that the quality of the person will always bring out quality people. Right. So keep doing what you're doing because it is definitely needed. And the conversations that need to be held, you're having that conversation. I, I love that it's not staged. It's free going. It's answer this question honestly right. because that's what people need to hear a lot of. It's too much trying to be perfect. Right. And life is not perfect. No. So keep doing that. And for any person that's an entrepreneur that's trying to get into entrepreneurship, don't think you can't be who you really are from where you are to move forward. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people aren't doing that. I tell people all the time, I think the number one thing that I get to say to most people is start from where you are, not from that perfect point you think you're going to make it to. Because most of us aren't starting because we're trying to get to a point that life is fighting against us with. So it's better to start from where you're at and grow with people around you that will support you and motivate you than it is to wait till I get to this perfect destination of a start point. And most of the time when people do that, I reference back to just the reality. 90% of businesses are failing. They did that. Mm -hmm. Stop thinking that that's the one that you do. Right. Because the 10% of people that are succeeding also say, I started from where I was. Uh, we can't end it no better than that. For real. No matter what. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, we experienced adversity with, with the camera dying. But hey, we still <laughs> we still made it. We still made it do what it do. So it, I appreciate y'all wanting to be a part of the platform. Mm -hmm. It's humbling to... Uh, it's always good for somebody to want to be a part of something that you built. Um, so I really appreciate you both for coming on today and dropping 
thousands of jewels. Um, I can't wait to go back and watch this one. Um, so again, thank y'all both for being a part of, of this episode. Um, this has been another amazing episode of the Two Step in the Fail podcast. Again, I'd like to invite you to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Um, we are celebrating 200 subscribers. Looking forward to many, many more. Um, we had TJ King and Del Vecchio Riser on today's episode. And we are signing out.